0: This is Iron Mike Stedman, and as always, I want to thank you for listening to my show, Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, Bill and I discuss the difference between positioning your company as a vitamin versus a painkiller. You see, a vitamin is a nice-to-have, and your perfect customer will be all right without it. Unlike a painkiller, which provides instant relief and gratification to a specific pain experienced by your perfect customer, that they're more than willing to spend money in order to get rid of it. As founders, it's our responsibility to generate constant demand for our products or services by identifying the pain of our perfect customers and positioning our companies accordingly, especially in the early days of validating your perfect customer thesis. Having no market need is the fastest way to go out of business. So make sure you're paying attention to today's episode. All right, Gunny, enough of me talking. You know what to do. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. Welcome to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide weekly tech planning on marketing, brand strategy, and category design for early and growth stage veteran-owned small businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, and CEO of Ironbound Media, a podcast production agency that helps veteran-owned businesses create, distribute, and Grow Branded Podcasts in order to engage with your ideal audience. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and our work at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Mr. Watkins, as always, welcome back to Dog Whistle Brandon. And Mr. Stedman, Mr. Iron Mike. I, I just, I see the four
1: cans of Red Bull over there. I got double espresso sitting right here and I had a nap. So I'm totally ready for you. Let's go.
0: Today, I want to talk about vitamins and painkillers. And I'm going to set us up because like you said, it can go in multiple different ways. Yes. When we're talking about positioning our products and services in the market, Yes. Something that veterans tend to struggle with. Of course, right? we have a lot of nice to haves, mm. right? Mm. But a painkiller is like, take my money. You know, when I joined the Lions Club Pride, it was a painkiller. Mm. I was mm. stressed out. I was doing consultant work. I was doing a nonprofit. I was teaching virtual boxing classes. So when Trevor Shirt called me, right? I mean, actually, when Mike Nemeth made the intro, yep. I was, I was like, yes. You know, because you're a painkiller. And one of the things I'm noticing, Bill, the more I talk to veteran entrepreneurs and I'm asking them about what their business is and you know what's their one-liner, they're focusing so much on these features. Mm. Like, oh, we're like an organic this, Mm. you know, or we do the this. But it's like, yo, people buy because of a pain, right? And once you hit market saturation and everybody knows about your brand, then you can start to focus on the more emotional aspects that your brand provides. But early on, when people come to your website, when they ask you what you do, you need to be able to identify the pain you solve for your perfect customer. Because other so, than that, if you don't do that, you're going to position yourself as a vitamin. And yeah. vitamins run out of business.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, <clears throat> vitamins are great. But I was talking to someone the other day who knows a lot about vitamins. Uh, he, he owns the company that uh, contracts with the FDA to examine vitamins. And supplements and to prove that they are they are not what they claim to be uh he said you would be stunned at the like in the in the 80th percentile of vitamins that are not what they claim to be and yet the only reason that they get away with it is because the fda doesn't have an enforcement arm for supplementation they just focus on pharma so here's the deal um vitamins are great but as a as um as Jason was mentioning the other day, he said, you end up having a lot of really expensive urine, but you're not any healthier. And, and that's in essence what, what people are, uh, what our veterans are, are, are doing is they're, they're presenting a lot of stuff. Maybe they have some lightweight solutions and all that, but they're not addressing the real issue. They're not addressing the pain. There's a couple of reasons for that oh, that I'd like you to actually talk about. And you and I have talked about that. You know, I don't know if your listeners are old enough to remember what records are, but that's how I grew up. So when there was a scratch in the record, we called it a broken record. And it, it played the same track, like, you know, you'd say, oh, we have a broken record. So you and I are saying the same things. But here's where I'm going to go with this. If you do not know your perfect customer, and I mean, no then you do not know their pain and therefore they want a painkiller and you hand them vitamins because you just don't know what's going on you're clueless and shame on a military veteran entrepreneur or business owner for being clueless there's no excuse for it
0: i think about eric bakey right and we've had him mm. on this call. we've had him on the show multiple times right right one of the pains I was experiencing was I was introducing this concept of dog whistle branding into the ecosystem and I created my own prior proprietary framework around it. And while it made sense to me, I knew that it might not necessarily make sense to people yet. And one of the easiest ways I knew I could explain this concept was with the visual illustration. So when I found out that Eric specialized in turning, uh, creating visually valuable conversations, I was like sold, you know, and those cartoons weren't cheap, right? But the pain I was trying to, the the pain I was experienced, it was like, take my money. And the other aspect about it, it's not like he's selling a commodity either, right? That's not something that's easy to kind of sell and market like a lot of these other businesses out there. But the way he's been able to position himself and brand his services, right? Like spot on. Same thing with Drew, right? Right. I got a logo problem, (laughs) you know? Hey, Drew, what do you think of this? Boom. Or, hey, we need to do this rebrand. What do you think of this? Boom. And so I just feel like the more entrepreneurs I talk to, and I'm asking them, about, okay, what is your business? What are you thinking about? There's just not positioning. I think it goes back to what you said. They don't know their perfect customer and they're not focusing on the pain of their perfect customer. Mm. And so they're coming across like super vanilla. Yeah. And not just new entrepreneurs, It's entrepreneurs that have been in existence for a while now. Mm. And now they're trying to say, yo, how do I differentiate my, my firm in this industry where there's so many of us?
1: Oh, totally. Well, Mike, um, I was telling you before we flipped the record button that, that I really had an issue with, um, a Simon Sinek, a posted Simon Sinek. I, I doubt seriously Simon Sinek writes his posts, Right but his team put out this blah blah post that made no sense to me and it was plain vanilla crap the the what do we what do you and I call that stuff uh hustle porn stuff? yeah hustle porn yeah we're like working t- on a
0: name for it y'all
1: yeah tell, <laughs> telling everybody the obvious and then boom there's a like oh my gosh he must have had a thousand likes on this stupid post that they wrote about leadership But but here's what I want to say. I admire Simon. Or or maybe I admire his editor. I don't know. But he writes some good books. And I think that the book is called Start With Why. And there's a point. I'm getting to you, business owner and startup entrepreneur. And Simon says, people don't connect with your hows. They connect with your why and your what's. So why are you doing this? The big vision. When you're recruiting people especially want to know that but customers want to know that too but here's what they really want they do not want the hows well you show up for two courses a week and and uh, we do this and we do that and you get a draft in two weeks and then you get three more drafts and then we move to a final they don't want to know that they want the what's And the what's are the problem that you're solving that they're feeling pain about. And why we get confused, a feature is a how. A pain relief is a what. How we get those mixed up, I don't know. But it's so easy for hustle pointers out there to get a thousand likes by telling you about features and benefits. And they totally miss you. Maybe they don't even know themselves teaching you about identifying the why of your perfect customer, which is hard as heck, uh, uh, your why so that they link up, uh, and then the what's,
0: which n- requires you to understand the pain of your customers. So I want to get your advice on something, okay? I have a brand strategy client, and she's actually going to be on the show. Um, her name is Paula Shaw, and she runs Cure Tea Leaves, right? So she specializes in this this tea. Mm. Problem is tea is such a commodity, mm. right? That I'm trying to help her understand, like, we really got to differentiate this product in the marketplace, mm. you know? And she's targeting, you know, uh, female veterans mm. that are active and healthy, enjoy yoga and are taking care of themselves, practicing mindfulness. Okay. But when she describes her tea, I don't hear a pain, you know? And I was talking to her today. I was like, listen, if you have trouble sleeping, And your tea makes it easier for you to have a good night's sleep. Right. That's a pain. Right. What are your thoughts on products like that? These consumer products. And we can even use her company as an example.
1: Well, we can use her company, but let's dial into somebody that's already addressed it. Who's the guy that's selling water?
0: Oh, uh, that's a good point. Uh, Negative uh, death. Yeah. (laughs) Liquid death. Liquid death. Yeah. Mike Cicero, Cicero or something like that.
1: Here's the guy selling water. Bottled water. (laughs) What is that? A $50 billion business. Yeah. And, and what has he done? Talk, talk about his target market.
0: So initially, right. With, with Mike, I thought liquid death was a monster drink. Yep. Right. Just like another energy drink. Right. But what he's done is he has tapped into the fact that like, there's a lot of punk rockers and heavy metal people out there that are trying to get off of drugs and alcohol and liquid death is what they drink at concerts or when they go to the bar, they can still hang out and still be social, drinking a tall boy. Instead of alcohol though, it's like sparkling water or it's just regular regular water from the Alps. And I drink liquid death now because I'm trying to be more healthy. So mentally in my mind, it's like, oh, I could grab X, but I'm just kind of like in the process of reprogramming my brain to make more healthy choices. I know it sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend found out I was drinking liquid death. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're being bougie. But to me, I feel like I know what choices, like instead of grabbing a coffee for like $3 or something, Mm -hmm. I just grab a liquid death or something. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, the, the, the reason I brought up that is because it's such a beautiful application of what Christopher Lockhead calls category design. So, uh, I sell water. No, bro. You do a heck of a lot more than that. You help a certain demographic of humans um, uh, quit, uh, drugs and alcohol. And, and you know, that you used to, you used to, you're the founder, you used to hang out at bars and concerts and events where, where you too were, were into metal and you were drugs and alcohol was part of the DNA of that group. But then you somehow figured out how you could, you know, uh, and your dependence on drugs and alcohol. And part of that was water. And then you wanted to bring that to, to other people. That's your why. That's your why. And then your what is, you can still drink a tall boy and hang in the environment so you don't look like a, you don't belong. But it's water. So there you go. Now, pivot that back to your, to your tea client to your tea client so within i mean tea can be a lot of things right i mean there's caffeinated tea there's go to sleep tea there's feel good tea there's really great for you tea you know with all sorts of herbs and stuff so within that whole ecosystem you you gave a few of the characteristics of a perfect customer but what is her tea Where, where does she, where does she, where does she, okay. Can liquid death expand and, and, um, I don't know, maybe create a beer and create some coffee drinks and create an energy drink down the road. Of course. Can she choose right now a particular niche of her teas for a particular niche of clients and then expand her teas later? Yeah. But let's get her traction. Let's get her 10 customers. Let's get her cash flow. Let's get her paying her bills and quitting her job.
0: You said something that's a million dollar moment for me. And you related it to the liquid death. When you were describing liquid death, you didn't even mention that, that it was water initially. You were just like, Hey, he helps people that are dealing with drugs and alcohol issues. You know, how do we help them? Well, we provide this product or whatever. Mm. So now my mind is thinking if you're selling a, uh, a consumer packaged good in a saturated market, Right. That's where that brand is going to come in, because the brand is your differentiation. How You talk about it and then how you talk about it. Don't even fucking bring up the tea. You know, what do you do? You help people that are struggling with sleep. You help Um, people that are losing weight. You know, you help people uh, stay on the track when they're trying to uh, lose weight and adopt a more healthy lifestyle, because now your tea becomes part of a habit. So when you go to the gym and do yoga, then you sip your tea afterwards Right. right, or something like that. Yep. And I think if we At can least. start like, to me, that's a breakthrough. And like, I'm fired up because I'm gonna get off the phone. I'm gonna call caller. I'm like, try to sell your tea without mentioning tea.
1: Mm, good point. And somebody says, well, I want that. What is it? Like, is it a pill? Is it a what? What is it? Is it a different mattress? Oh no, it's just tea. Tea? Oh yeah. It's my proprietary blend. I've tried thousands of blends of teas and I'm so into tea. I'm like a tea junkie geek sort of thing and I came up with this blend and it's just it just works. And then and then you go, "Wanna try some?" And they're going to be like, "Hmm. Do I want better sleep?" Absolutely. I'll try it.
0: What other cohort members have you seen reposition growth stage, right? So a lot of times when people come into you, they're growth stage businesses and they're trying to get to that next level. How have you seen uh, some of these growth stage businesses reposition themselves around a, around a, a vitamin and painkiller?
1: Well, let's talk about uh, Bubba. You know Bubba. Yep. Yeah. Bubba uh, uh, started and runs uh, and owns. A, a company called giver. So if you want to look it up, G I V E hyphen com. Bubba manufactures really oh, wait a minute. Bubba manufactures leather gloves. Yeah, it's got like five styles and you can buy leather gloves in almost anywhere. You, you can buy them on Amazon. I mean, they don't cost anything. So if you can buy a pair of leather gloves at Home Depot, Lowe's, or Amazon for 10 bucks, Bubba's are 100 bucks. What? Well, first of all, they really are different products. Okay. The the $10 leather and $10 construction are significantly different than what Bubba does with his gloves. But, but that's not the point. The point is you become part of the giver community, the tribe these people who are just effing crazy doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Especially uh, outdoors people. And so you buy those gloves as an, as a ticket into the tribe and you don't even think about it. Matter of fact, they were analyzing what happens in like uh uh I think Emmanuel was helping him out. I think it's something like, well, if your first purchase is $100, Emmanuel was saying, I'm blown away that your second purchase is like $200 and your third purchase is like $400. Like it's it's not like you bought and then you're done. It's like you bought and then you want to buy more and then you want to buy some and give them away as birthday presents and stuff. You become fanatically part of this community. So what Bubba has done is Bubba owns premium personalized because they're branded and stamped in a very personal way. You can put your initials or you can put, you know, your name and stuff on it, a uh, premium personalized leather gloves. And so what does it, is he ever going to be the largest glove manufacturer in the world? Never, ever. Is he going to have the most freaking crazy, fanatical tribe of glove wearers. Yes. Why? Because when they wear those gloves, they feel something. It's kind of like the kids who went out and, and put on hundred dollar air Jordans. It was a, it was a symbol. And so it's not just that you bought some utilitarian gloves. It's that you bought an entry ticket into something and therefore Bubba's business is doubling. You know, it's like almost clockwork. So that's a, to me, that's a fantastic example of someone – look at BJ Kramer. You work with BJ Kramer. Now, BJ Kramer is yep. not into B2C, but BJ Kramer has found his tribe, his message that the tribe resonates with, and his business is doubling. And he's in a very competitive and relatively slow-growth space. But BJ has gotten on fire in the last two years because – Finally, he found the voice. Well, first of all, he found the perfect customer that he wanted to serve. And, and he was able to marry up his voice the way he thinks, his worldview, married right up with those perfect customers. I, I don't know which he found first. I imagine he found his voice and then he found the perfect customer after that. But he's an example of B2B or B2G, business to government, you know.
0: And, and so even you- in that space, uh, in, in that space, right. It's about trust too, mm. you know, that's a pain. It's like, I got this big project, you know, we, we need it done and we need it done. Right. And here's somebody I know that they're credible and that I can trust them because of one, the content that they put out to their reputation, et cetera. Yep. You know, and there is that certain point where like, like for you, right. Even with the lion's pride, yep. I personally feel like you've reached a point to where, Let the portfolio speak for itself. Mm. (laughs) You know, you want to be like that over there? Or you want to be like these guys being real and getting after it? Well, it's a good example. Uh, uh, You
1: know, I'll I'll, uh, change the names to protect the innocent just because I I want all our calls to be confidential. But let's call him Jim. I was talking to Jim a little while ago. Jim tracks us on LinkedIn um, but Jim is a military veteran and he knows actually he, – he's either connected with on LinkedIn or he actually knows cohort members. So Jim ends up on my calendar. Jim's been in YPO, so he's running a good-sized business. Jim's Jim's been in EO. Jim just finished a mastermind, a very well-known mastermind, and he's done EOS. Now, all of those are programs that that I'm in that space, coaching and professional development, Right. And he said, so I just want to know if you're my next thing. He said, so talk to me. I said, no, you talk to me. I want to see if you qualify. And so he talked to me. He definitely qualifies, Mike. I can't wait for you to to meet this guy. I don't know if he's going to join the cohort, but if he does, I can't wait for you to hang out with him. But here's what I said to him. I said, listen, bro, there is no doubt in my mind. You are a 1% or a tip of the spear kind of guy, but in your gut, I believe you feel like there's more. And that more is the journey to what I call 0.01%. It's winning at work, at home, and in the mirror all at the same time. And I stopped. And, and, he's, and I'm like, well, there you go. He's going to end the call like in about two seconds. He said, well, I want that. I didn't say, hey, we're a great coaching program, and you meet twice a week, and we do live events, and, and then you get to have this course, and we send it to you, and blah, blah, blah. All I did was talk from the highest pain point that I think a guy like that has, and he got it, Mike. So I think, Mike, this is what we would want to challenge our listeners to do is, first of all, quit with the hustle porn crap. Quit believing that just because there's a lot of likes – on the stuff you're reading about branding, marketing, and sales is valuable advice. Stop that. Number two, sit down. Mike has templates, worksheets. My gosh, if he doesn't, we'll give them to you. Just ping us. Define your perfect customer. And then within that space, define the pain they have that you want to solve and figure out What's unique about that in the category design space? And then let's go get you some sales. Quit hustling around, talking about something. Let's go do it.
0: The man has spoken. I feel like that's a mic drop, Bill. And I want to leave <laughs> our listeners with this on the, on the, the Vitamins of Painkiller, right? So just with like what Bill was talking about, you know, it's not just about having a, a good business. We also want to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and our families and living a fulfilling life. And I felt myself slipping physical, physically-wise. Mm. And I've been trying to do the same thing myself, right? Going it alone, going to my little apartment gym. But I knew my CrossFit gym is a painkiller, mm. you know? Relieve me, right? So finally, when I was like, you know what? Sometimes you got to just rip the Band-Aid off. Yep. And I was like, yo, I, I need to renew my membership to my CrossFit gym. Yes. And I've been training there every morning. I feel good. I feel great. But again, positioning yourself as a painkiller in a market with people looking for relief because that's a mm-hmm. whole nother topic where I'm going to cover on another episode. Mm-hmm. But you could be the best entrepreneur in the world. You can think you've got all the grit, leadership, et cetera. But if the market ain't there, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And you cannot will it. So mm-hmm. you've got to be intentional about the business that you're building. You've got to be intentional about the market that you're targeting, how you're positioning yourself. And that's why I do this podcast, because I know a lot of y'all out there don't know the frameworks. You don't got the tools, but we're going to teach you. I learned it from Bill. Now I'm able to help share a lot of it to you all. So, uh, as we close out here, Bill, you know, we like to leave them with something to do. Mm-hmm. What do you want them to do? What, what advice do you have? I'll tell you what you do.
1: Uh, um, The first 10 people to send Mike the demographic, sociographic, psychographics um, of your perfect customer. We will grade those and we will send those back to you with our comments. First 10 people to hit Mike on a DM. Once he shares, uh, I'd actually prefer it not to be a DM, make it public so that everybody can benefit this. Listen, veterans are very sacrificial, right? And we're very tribal. So there's no secrets here. Let's not make any of this secret. Okay. If your business is proprietary and you want to make it confidential fine, but we'll take the first 10 we will. And and don't just say someone who's breathing with a credit card between the ages of eight and 80. Okay. That's going to get an F Uh, and we'll send it back to you for a revision, but Put the energy into it, and Mike and I will both sit down. Maybe we'll do it live, Mike, and, and we will, uh, with their permission, of course, But uh, and we will then take your business either off the ground or we will accelerate your existing business by helping you define doing an exercise that we know works. We've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. We will take the first 10 people. We will accelerate your business by helping you dial in your perfect customer.
0: Love it. Send us, a, send it to us on LinkedIn. Mm, uh, email Mike at, we're at Find me on LinkedIn, Iron Mike Steadman. Find Mr. Watkins here. We're not hard to find. Y'all see us mm. out there. So until next time, everyone, peace, love, have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we help veteran business leaders create, distribute, and grow branded podcast series in order to engage with their ideal audience. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is also powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders that serves mission driven, high performing small business owners with at the ready resources, battle tested tools, and full service support. We're proud to support veterans and other badass business owners. At every stage of growth, you can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com.